This is the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. Boundaries or burnout, you make the choice. Here's your host, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Stu Heineke on the line. Stu, how are you, sir? I'm great. Great to join you, Michael. Great to have you here. Congratulations on your new book coming out called Get the Meeting. And, Thank you. And, you know, in reading this book, uh, it's one of those things, and I, like I said to you in the pre-show, it, it's just a nice continuation of your How to Get a Meeting with Anyone book. It, it's a continuation where you're reading it and it's like, it, it doesn't feel like necessarily it's covering things that weren't covered in the first book, but it, it, it's still taking you along the journey of how to get in touch with those people that you want to get in touch with in a way that's different than what a lot of people think is the way to do it, where you just spam them on social media or anything else. Um, so yeah. what, what prompted you to, to write um, this next journey of, of lining up and getting those meetings with, with influencers and people you want to connect with? Well, I, you know, thanks. It's a great, I love the question because, uh, and your comment before, because it's not meant to replace how to get a meeting with anyone. It's, uh, it's, it's a companion to it. And, you know, one of the things that, one of the things that happened was when, when how to get a meeting with anyone came out, I heard from a lot of people who read the book and, and it changed their results, therefore their lives. But I also heard from people saying, I heard this, this feedback a lot. God, I wish I could see what the campaigns look like. And, um, and, and so, you know, and, and how to get a meeting with anyone, the only thing that's visual is my cartoons at the head of each chapter. So you didn't get to see what Dan Waldschmidt's sword campaign looked like, um, really any of the campaigns, what they look like. So, uh, so that one, one of the things that we set out to do with this next one was, uh, actually I should say also, I was hearing from people saying, hey, man, it's too bad we didn't talk before you finished the book because here's how I break through. And, you know, there's just sort of an endless supply of these um, these stories and and it seems like it's endless. It was stories and certainly uh, methods for breaking through and you know so there there was a whole new book accumulating just because people got in touch and so the the, the original t- intent was simply to supply a you know a set of of um, sixty to seventy case studies to show to show the campaigns explain what they were how they worked what what happened as a result of the campaigns, but also um, the, the photography. So that's where it started. And it went much further from there, actually. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of, there's a new campaign type called, Ponte, uh, sorry, <laughs> called pocket campaigns um, that replace business or should replace business cards. Their business cards are rather inert. Uh, and, and there's a whole new model and a, and a baseline, a new baseline for response to these campaigns, which is an utterly bizarre 100% baseline for, for response, which must, which must sound like I have no idea what I'm, do, what I'm doing or what I'm talking about, but actually there are really good reasons for, for us to set that baseline now at 100%. So there's a lot of, a lot of great stuff. And in fact, by the end of, the t- of when I wrote the book, um, I was so excited about all the new stuff and what it said and what, what the new model was, was about and what it said we could do that, um, that this became a completely transformative book. It doesn't replace how to get a meeting with anyone. It adds to it. And one of the things that jumped out of me in reading it was, you know, it definitely takes into account, you know, what's going on in the world today as far as 
social media and how to reach people, which we have the technology available now to pretty much figure out how to get a hold of somebody. But mm-hmm. the key differential uh, is, okay, you connected with them. What are you going to do about it? You know, how are you going to get their attention? Because believe me, you're not the only person that's trying to get a hold of this individual, you know, who matter, no matter who it is, you know, what are some things that are going to make you stand out and get their attention to at least talk with you for a moment or respond via email or something like that. And you touch on that with a variety of things. Obviously the pocket campaigns is one big one. Um, But, you know, talk about, you know, personalizing that thing so it doesn't sound like it's a canned message which we we all get uh, i'm sure if you opened up your inbox right now you'd probably find a couple dozen if not more notes that so you read it and you go yeah this was typed up by a copywriter and they sent it out to 15,000 people and yeah. and, th- and thankfully and thankfully they got my name spelled right but that's a good task too is sometimes you misspell your name somehow and you know see if it catches it so yeah well, you know, email is especially challenging, I think, to get somebody's attention because we're, we're inundated by, by email. Obviously, that's been, that's been the, the case for a very long time. You know, I was just in a meeting yesterday uh, at, a, at, a, at a, a, a potentially a new client's uh, office. So as we were talking about how to get meetings with anyone, um, a, a FedEx envelope showed up. So that's, that's a lot more production value and effort than simply typing out an email or putting somebody's information on, a, on an, pardon me, my phone is ringing when it shouldn't be. <laughs> there we go. But, um, but it, it, you know, what I saw was uh, while we were talking about doing things that really not just get someone's attention, but get them, I guess, get their I guess attention is a good word, but you can get someone's attention by filing, filing, uh, sorry, firing, firing a flare up in the in the sky. That doesn't mean you you've actually gotten any of their consideration. So I suppose it's also about just getting that consideration, having some stopping someone in their tracks, really, and having them say, "Wow, my God, look at this! I, I love the way this person thinks." And that's generally not happening with emails. So even yesterday in the meeting. In the middle of it, he was interrupted by someone, who, an assistant who brought in a FedEx envelope and he, he opened it up and he said, see, look at this. I'll bet you, I know who this is from and I'll bet you this is just another, hey, uh, we're just checking in kind of a thing. Uh, and I'm not interested in this. This doesn't get my attention at all. I don't care about this. And it's a big, you know, big, uh, well-respected company that was reaching out. But he said, you know, their, their efforts are just futile. I'm not interested in what they're doing. Uh, or how they're doing this. Not that the that the company itself wouldn't be interesting to them and their services wouldn't be interesting to them, but the way that the person's reaching out is just it's just sort of track worn. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't create any any sort of impact. And so you've got to do got to be smarter than everyone else. As you pointed out, a lot of people are reaching out trying to reach these people. So you got to be smarter and stand out a lot more than everyone else. And you know, just sending an email is not probably not going to do it. And even sending a FedEx package is probably not going to do it. I mean, a letter, let's say, in a, in a FedEx pack, it's probably not going to impress them much. They've, they've seen it a million times before. But for example, if you get a big, well, I've, the way that I do it, I mean, I use my cartoons. And so if you get a big, um, you know, 18 by 24 four inch piece that 
is printed on foam core. Well, I'll just say that that's, that's how I do I send them a cartoon about themselves, one of my cartoons generally. Um, and and it's, on, it's, it's on this foam core piece that's 18 by 24 inches. It's big. When you're holding it in your hands, it's like a, like a, a big screen TV. It takes up that much of your field of view, in other words. But it's, it's, it's a substantial thing. It looks like it's coming from a, a cartoon art gallery, too. So it really gets a lot of attention as it comes in. It's not a, it does come in by FedEx, generally, but, but the packaging is, is custom um, corrugated packaging with cartoon art all over it. Definitely people are saying, what is this? You know, And when they open it up, of course, the cartoon is on one side of that of foam core board. And on the other side is all the branding and messaging from the sender to the recipient explaining who they are, what they want to talk about, and what's next. It's just, what do they do next? And essentially, I want to talk to you. Here's why I want to talk to you. Let's, let's define some, some next steps and let's meet. And, and that creates a lot more impact, a lot more, I don't humanizing, I suppose, of the of the sender than simply sending a letter through FedEx or oh, there's so many much much um, less grand or significant eff- efforts that people put out like sending an email or a canned email it, you know it's, there's not a lot of effort and I think it shows. Yeah, and we get so many of those messages that we when we opened a message where we've pretty much prejudged what it's going to be about before you even start reading the content, which is is sad in a way because there may be something that's beneficial, but because we get so much of it, it we just get, it, we get numb to it. We're not going to look at it anymore. You know, I know mm-hmm. one of the things we talked about in, in the pre-show as well. Um, and you talk about this in your book is, you know, gift giving and, and whatnot. And, you know, I'd mentioned mm-hmm. that, you know, one of the things that I've done with, with some of my books, if I wanted to reach out to somebody in particular is I would order the book on Amazon uh, and so pay the full price on that, but I'd have it gift wrapped. So if you're sending that to an executive or a key influencer, whoever you want to connect with, more likely than not, they're going to have an assistant, whether an executive assistant or a personal assistant. But if they open up a box and they see a gift wrapped item, in all likelihood, the assistant is not going to open it. So the person you want to receive this book or this product is going to open it. So at least you've got that. And if you have a personalized note, it's there. But um, if, if I could draw, I would definitely steal your ideas of being able to draw. <laughs> art. But as I like to joke, I can't draw stick figures if you spot me the stick. So um, I'm, <laughs> it is not a skill that I have. But um, um, thankfully, I, I've got some other skills that uh, has helped pay, pay my way through life so far. But it's all good. Uh, now, another thing I want to talk to you about, and then we alluded to this a little bit before, is taking advantage of what's available to us today and with digital marketing and social media. Um, But one thing that I see some people are starting to do, but not as much as I thought there would be um, is the aspect of video and utilizing video uh, to reach those individuals. So, you know, what are some of the suggestions you have for people to, uh, again, stand out and and get in front of that person and get that meeting that you want? Well, yeah, I I mean, Video is yeah, video is a really interesting tool, isn't it? Um, there's there's one one uh, company in particular that I'm I'm really impressed with, Vidyard. Although, although I know there are others coming up, but Vidyard allows you to record a video right on the spot and embed it in your well, I, I should put air quotes around embed, but it, it you embed it into the email that you're sending. So I think that's actually pretty nice. If you're going to thank someone or if you're going to say, hey, actually, hey, I want to check in. We haven't spoken in a while. It's probably not the best message to 
put out, but I've got value for you. We haven't spoken in a while. And, you know, I wanted to let you know about these things that have come up or, or I was at, I don't know, I was, um, I was attending a, a, a seminar that you, that I know you weren't at because I was there. And there's some really interesting things I want to share with you about that. I, there, you end up, you end up humanizing yourself. Now we're talking right now and I have a, I have a green screen background on, we're, we're talking on zoom. And so, um, you know, that's, that sort of formalizes everything, but, um, but you can, with some of these, I I think actually the most um, valuable things that you can put into video are your, your humanity and and your authenticity or just authenticity. So it doesn't have to really be a, a, a fancy studio in the background and, and, and fancy light and so forth. It's just you being human and showing your face. And, you know, I mean, it, it always makes so much of a difference when, when I've found anyway, when you, when you meet people face to face versus when you never meet them, you might be talking on the phone and doing business. You could be doing it for years, but if you meet in person, it just has a big impact impact. And, and I think that's also the kind of impact that, uh, that video can have as well. Yeah, I found it to be helpful in, in connecting with people, um, and even in you know, conferences, for example. You know, I've gone to more than my fair share of those in the last few years, but I find the conferences that went really well and I had a great time at and learned a lot and was able to share a lot were those that I had connected with the individuals before the conference. Mm-hmm. And even a good colleague of mine, um, I'm based out of Toronto, a good colleague of mine, we've known each other for almost three years now, and we've never met yet. We keep missing each other at conferences, but we've actually talked on the phone and I've been on, or she's been on my podcast, I'm going on hers tomorrow. And I, there's an event coming up in, next month in Toronto, and I know we're both going to be there. So basically, I'm going to say, meet me by room B12 and it just and hopefully make it happen because we've tried to meet up and it's so funny where you know someone that's around the corner from me we've never met but I meet people <laughs> that are in San Diego or in London or Australia or all the stuff I run into them three or four times a year I'm like well, what is this but <laughs> but in connecting with again those people when they get a personalized message um, and they see the the visual of things it, it's going to get their attention. They're going to pause for a moment and you're going to have more of their attention than if they're listening to a recorded voicemail or reading an email or a letter because they might be distracted with something else. If they're actually watching a video and it's like, hi, Stu, it's Michael here. Just wanted to say hello and thank you again for doing what you did and i love that you know cartoon that you sent me it's it's i was going to put in my office but it's in my living room now well that you know that's that that's showing yeah hopefully he or she's spouse is okay with it being in the living room depending on what you drew but (laughs) but at the end of the day it's it's one of those things where again it's one of those personalized things that in this day of access to everything and we can pretty much order anything we want in the world but if you get something that is unique and one of a kind type of thing those tend to stand out a little bit and if it's a personalized gift that is truly personal um people remember that uh, and they'll they'll cherish it yeah they do they do um and god there's so many really interesting ways to give gifts i actually you know i'm talking about my my books but i i talked to a lot, lot of authors actually for, for my research for this, 
for how to forget the meeting and how to get a meeting with anyone. So one of the one of my favorite sources is John Rulin. And John wrote um, the book Giftology, and he's a master at giving gifts. And he showed me some of the ways that he uses um, knives, <clears throat> pardon me, knife sets, for example. Ooh, lost my voice there for a second. Um, but a knife set. So it, he, he has these beautiful set, a beautiful set of, of Cutco knives. They're really nice knives. And he'll send it to someone with the, with the, the knife block. I don't know what that's called. Is it a butcher block? I'm not sure what it is, but, um, but the block that, that contains the knives. Now, he only get, they get the, the block and they get the first knife. So they can put it in the kitchen and, you know, put the knife in. And, and then every week, a new knife in the set arrives. And the, the knives are engraved and they're, they're wrapped really beautifully. And before too long, the, the spouse or the partner of the person that, that John's trying to reach starts asking, hey, when are you going to do business with this person? You know, because it's such a, an appreciated item in the home. Well, what's really interesting is he's not just, he's not just influencing the, the, the target of his campaign, but he's influencing someone who is a great influencer, the spouse or partner. Um, and that's a big deal. I mean, that, that makes, that, that's, that has a great impact on decisions about things like, are you going to meet with this person? Are you going to do business? I love the way this person thinks. That's pretty cool. Um, you, you do need to, I find that you, you really need to think about influencing the people around, well, influencing the influencers, I should say, but the people around the person that you're trying to reach. So you mentioned assistance a moment ago. You know, I'm going to bring it back to the cartoons for a moment. When we send one of those, uh, one of those big cartoon prints, there it starts with a with a, a contact with the with the executive assistant, and it's um, it's let's say either a rep or if I'm using it, I use it myself. So if I'm using it, I'll call the the assistant first and say, "Hi, my name is Stu. Hi, Nick. I'm one of the Wall Street Journal cartoonists, and I'm sending a print of one of my cartoons, and it's about your boss." And by that time, they're, they're usually saying. Really? Wow. Okay. So would you mind if I send you an email with the details? No, gosh, here's my email address. And so you send the, an email with the details. And then if you wouldn't mind, I'll also get back to you with the FedEx tracking information as soon as I have it. Great. That sounds good. You send a card out maybe even, even ahead of time to the assistant thanking generally her, usually her, uh, for, uh, for their help. So by the time the big board has arrived, it's actually four touches and it's involved and an influencer, which is really, really important to, to the outcomes of these, uh, of these campaigns. Yeah. And that assistant immediately goes to the boss. Like you said, like the, you know, the spouse, it's the same thing. It's like, I've been working with Stu for a while. He's a great, great person. He's done a lot of great things. So you need to talk with him and anybody that has yeah. a, a good assistant they're going to listen to that assistant. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, know, I know, I know I did because, well, she scared me, but um, <laughs> um, in more ways than one, but it was one of those things where it was the point where in delegation, you know, one of the things that, you know, I talk about burnout and, and things like that. And I was horrible at delegation. Now the pendulum is swung. Now anything lands on my desk, I go, who besides me can work on this? But, and that's, they accuse me of that because it's true. But anyway, uh, with, with information that I receive, I will hand it to the assistant and I'll say, take a look at this, see if there's any gotchas, see if there's anything that I should really pay attention to. And she 
was awesome at that. You know, where she said, yeah, you might yeah. Want to look at this section because she could see things that I wouldn't necessarily see just in the, in the busyness of, of my day. Um, so the assistants and the spouses are crucial. So if you can influence them, yeah, it's, and that's almost like having the golden ticket you're, you're in um, because unless it's just a complete mismatch of what you're offering and what they're there. But if you're going to this effort to send all of this information and try to reach this person, you obviously have done your homework and you know, okay, this is somebody that I would like to work with because of, you know, whatever product or service that you have that would be beneficial to them or their organization. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it really makes so much difference. Uh, you know, in, in the, actually in, in my first book, How to Get a Meeting with Anyone, I, I devoted a chapter to assistance because I think they're absolutely, I know they're absolutely critical to the outcomes of these contact marketing campaigns and just your success. You know, if they're, if, if they're not on your side, if they're, if they're on their boss's side. But if they're not also on your side, you're not going to get anywhere. And so in, in that one chapter, I described them as, um, as the VPs of access or, 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 um, or talent scouts. Either way, that, that's really how should, they should be treated. You've got, to, you've got to impress them before you ever get to the person you're trying to reach. And, and even, even as you're reaching out and connecting with the person you want to reach, what a great point, Michael, that, that you, were, you were saying you would give the, your assistant these some of these pitches or, or materials and say, take a look and, and see what the gotcha, or if there are gotchas, what's, what's the gist of this? And is this something, you know, my priorities, you know what we're trying to do. Is this something we should be looking at? Yeah. And she was also good at saying, are you sure you want to put that in there? Um, that might come back to haunt you. I'm like, okay, I won't yep. poke the bear today. Yeah. Let me do it tomorrow, please. Yep. <laughs> So you know, I know in the book you wrap everything up with the perfect contact campaign. Now, um, what I guess what's a high level suggestion, or maybe let me rephrase it this way: What are some common mistakes you see people still make even after your first book that um, that probably prompted you to you know to write the the next book on this? What are some <laughs> things that that you see people continue to to um, stumble on? that really limits their impact as far as, you know, reaching those key people they want to reach? Well, you know, I wouldn't say that I wrote the second book because people were making mistakes from the first. Um, people have been doing amazing things and they did amazing things after the book and they took things that they took from the book and made them really, really work well for them. So there were great stories about how that how that came about, and I, I would say actually the real motivation for the second book was a lot, a lot of, a lot more success stories were were pouring in about using contact marketing. But I think you know, one of one of those mistakes really leads me to a, a, a small part, an element of the new contact marketing model, which is using still using outreach uh, methods, but also adding a digital um, persistence track. To it, so using remarketing ads uh, throughout the process. So before contact, during contact, and throughout the sales cycle, and maybe even throughout retention. So just ongoing, um, you always have this persistence element running. Um, and then, and then also, I, I added to that uh, pocket campaigns. So I, I think one of the things that people actually make a, a big mistake with is handing out business cards as opposed to doing something that, I mean, it's just so inert. Actually, I think they even make a worse mistake if they don't hand out business cards at all. And some people, 
know, I did a I did a quick survey on LinkedIn recently and asked people, well, you know, are you using business cards? And if you are, what are you using? What do they look like? Show us a picture. And if you're not, what are you doing? How are you? What? How are you handling the handoff of of your contact details at least when you meet someone that you really want to connect with? Uh, on an ongoing basis, maybe at a networking event, something like that. So about half the people said, I'm not using business cards. And what they were doing was either trading, they, they trade phones and tap in our, their, their details on each other's address books, or they'd say, well, let's, let's just connect right now on LinkedIn. Well, neither of those, neither of those actions are really very memorable. <laughs> you know, uh, in fact, if someone just typed their details into my, into my address book, and then I, and I did that 10 times at an event, I'd be saying, who was it I met again? Where I'll never find them in the in my in my address book. I've got lots of names and addresses in the book, so so it's kind of a lost cause there. It's a it's a and really a missed, great missed opportunity. And and I would say the same thing with connecting on LinkedIn. It's wonderful to connect on LinkedIn, but I think it's about the same it has about the same weight in your mind as waving to someone, you know, as they pass by on the, on the other side of the freeway, right? You see them, oh my gosh, oh, that's, and then they're gone. And then there are 10 more and, and you get distracted by the day. And before you know it, you don't even remember who you connected with. I mean, those, those things need to be amplified. Um, if they were using cards, we, you, we know that cards, there's sort of this, this um, like an arms race with cards who can make their cards more and more outrageous and memorable. And really, I think the strategy is not only it's, is it to pass along uh, contact details for a later, for later conversations and more contact, but it's also to impress people. And that's not working. You know, there's, there's foil stamping and embossing and all kinds of different paper, paper, paper stocks being used and, uh, and then laser engraving wood and metal and, and carbon fiber and so on. I mean, they're, they're neat little objects, but they're really not impressive. They're, they're really inert. And so for, for, um, for the new contact marketing model, I, I said, okay, look, first of all, I've, all, I've gotten a handful of cards in my, in my time in business that I've said, oh, my God, this thing's amazing. You know, have you gotten those too, right? Of course, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was just looking at a ton of business cards um, that I've got in my drawer, um, and one of the things, real quick, that I do with business cards, and actually on the back of the ones that I have, is you know, for on the back of my card, it says I met Michael on, and it has a fill-in space at this location, <laughs> and we and we discuss this. So it gives them at least an opportunity, and I but I do that with cards that I receive, and I also you know go the extra block, as my brother likes to say, and I'll enter the information into my. CRM system that I use and I schedule a follow-up and I'll send a personalized message to them, you know, get, great to connect with you at the whatever event in, in, you know, last week. Um, if, and, and depending on what, you know, the relationship could be as far as a, you know, referral business or um, coffee meeting or maybe nothing, just, just, just a greeting thing. At least that way I keep yeah. track of it. So if I look back at cards, I can go, all right, here's this. But I, I switch to a CRM system because it helps me do a better job in following up. Because otherwise, like you said, you know, LinkedIn is almost like a river. You might see something that somebody posts or you might not. And you may not remember, oh, I need to contact yeah. Beverly that I, I talked with in February and said I was going to get back to her in a couple of months. Well, it's been more than a couple of months since February was here. So it's, it, it, for me, I needed that to, to follow up and do a better job in connecting with people. 
Yeah, well, I mean, those things are great things. Um, what, what I'll tell you what pocket campaign campaigns add to all that. Um, we start with it with uh, with a card that is not meant to impress you, but is meant to involve you or engage you. So it's an engagement device, and and but it's an engagement device that has sort of an intrinsic in, invitation to go to a, a to a jump page. So there's an offer, not a, not a promotional offer, but a but a reason for going to a jump page. For example, one of the one of the one of the formats that a pocket campaign might take is a pocket. Sorry, yeah, is a, uh, a pocket campaign. Yes, it would be that. <laughs> but but a, a multi tool that you can you know a credit card size multi tool that you can put into that someone can just put into their wallet and use and keep uh, and it and it's useful. And so you know one of those is a is a a piece. I'm holding it up to the camera right now. Um, it's it's a multi tool that has all kinds of cutouts and it's a bottle opener and you can see it's a wrench and it's all all sorts of other things a letter opener, but what what we've done with this one is we've just have clients doing this already they're using uh, pocket campaigns already, and so we put their their contact details on one side and and then their and then the the um, URL for a page that has a, a video that explains how to use the tool. So that's the jump offer. Just how do you use the tool? Go, go, go see this video real quickly. When you go there, we set a pixel, a tracking pixel, and then you're enrolled in the, in the digital persistence campaign. So I like what you're saying about CRM and, and tracking who it is that you're, you're connecting with and how you connected with them, where you did and what you discussed and putting that into your CRM program. This adds another layer to it because as soon as they take your device and go to that page and pixel themselves, suddenly they're seeing your ads also all over the web, wherever they get, I mean, because it's tied into the Google ad network. So on 2 million sites, potentially, they can see an ad from, for you or from you. And that reminds them of who you were and, and who you are and what you discussed, I think probably as well, just that you met. Um, and it creates more and more awareness and um, um, a reason to, to follow up and connect. And so, so that's, that's what pocket campaigns are about. So you can see that this ties back to the, to the, to the, um, to the new model, the new contact marketing model. There's still out, there's an outreach element. That's the biggest element, but there's also a digital persistence track running and the pocket campaigns pull people into that di digital persistence track when, um, when, uh, you know, when you hand out, when it's time, <clears throat> pardon me, when it's time to hand out business cards, instead you're handing out a campaign that actually produces response rates and ROI. No, it's a great thing. And I'm definitely going to add that to the repertoire because again, it, it's when you constantly see things, um, it prompts you to like, okay, yeah, I need to move on this or I need to follow. And, and we see it, you know, I, I look for something on uh, a particular online shopping store. And the next thing you know, you, you're, looking in another page and you see an ad for something like that or something similar. Yeah. It's, it's um, you know, some people love it. Some people are kind of put off on it, but I, I look at, you know, you know, campaigns and marketing based on your interest and things like that is, is ideal because you're seeing the things yeah. that you like. And uh, cause if I see things, uh, you know, that I don't care for and I'm not interested in, then, you know, of course I'm, I'm not going to even pay attention to it. Cause I'm like, well, I don't, I don't wear those types of shoes or I don't drive that kind of car, but Hey, you know, it, when it's more targeted and things you're interested in, um, it gets your attention. And if you're doing that to reach uh, certain types of, of individuals, it makes such a huge difference. 
Yeah. Yeah. And also, um, you know, let's say, well, you have, you have a book out. And so if you, if you produced that, if you were going to do this per, for your, for your own use personally, um, then you might put together an ad that shows your book with the headline and maybe a link to go buy it on Amazon. If I were to do it with, with mine, it would be the similar, a very similar thing. I'd have the two books, how to get a meeting with anyone and get the meeting. And then next to that a headline, one meeting can change everything. And then a link to go buy it on Amazon. Well, the effect that that could have, if I'm doing that before I reach out to you, um, then, and, and it runs, let's say a couple of weeks before, uh, before we connect. Well, somebody's seeing that and they're saying, Oh, cool. Oh yeah, that's right. One meeting really can change everything. It'll make impressions. It'll, it'll set impressions in the minds of the, um, the mind of the person that you're trying to reach out to. And then when they suddenly hear from you, I think that's kind of a surprising thing. So we don't, I don't even care if they go to, to Amazon to go buy the book or, or Barnes and Noble, wherever you want to put it. What, what the, the net effect of the, of the ad is, I guess first is, Oh, well, that's kind of a cool book, but eventually it's, Oh, I see. And it's, it's by Michael Levitt and the, that's actually could be, that could be kind of a kind of an interesting thing, and I think just subconsciously they're saying. And by the way, Amazon is is advertising this everywhere. That's got to be huge. And then all of a sudden, you, the person hears from you. I think that's a great impression. Um, and similarly, after you've met, um, well, I don't know that I've you know when I go to LL Bean and and I'm I'm shopping for rain shoes. So I'm in the Northwest, so I'm shopping for rain shoes, and then ads follow me around. Well. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. Some people might be put off. Maybe they feel like their their privacy is violated. But I feel like, well, that's actually pretty amazing because it's got the ads that I'm seeing have got great relevance to what I'm interested in. Um, and I think, so I, but I've got to say, I've never seen an ad show up because I met someone. <laughs> and I think that's probably a pretty surprising thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. And you know, it throws them off and, you know, similar to what you said before, it's like they start seeing the ads for your book and then you reach out to them. It goes right back to, they've had basically three or four touches before they engaged with you. So they're already familiar with you. They're, they've seen things and it just, it, it, it carves out, you know, the extra layers of introductions and, and everything. And it, it gets you closer to you know, coming up with that, that deal or that relationship or partnership or whatever the case may be. And when you're trying to reach people, Stu, I've loved our conversation today and I'm congratulation again on, on the new book. Uh, It's, it's an absolute must for people to, to read. It doesn't matter what business they're in or in life. uh, You follow these techniques, the connections you make are going to be richer and and more fulfilling for sure. So where can people find out more about you and, and the awesome stuff that you're doing? Well, I, you know, I just, I mentioned LinkedIn and, and probably a little disparagingly, but <laughs> not intentionally, but, but the great, actually great, great way to connect with me would be either connect with me on LinkedIn or tune into my, my own podcast, how to get a meeting with anyone. Um, Michael, we're going to have you on the show because, <laughs> because I'm sure you have a lot of, a lot of interesting ways to connect with people and a lot of great stories. And that's what we share on the, on the podcast, uh, and um, and otherwise, you can find the two books. The, the two books everywhere books are sold, except maybe the airport. There you go. I'll definitely yeah. have that in the inform. I'll have that information in the show notes. And yeah, I would love to be on your show. Um, I'd love to share the things that's worked with me and some of the things that have kind of blown up in my face. Rhymes <laughs> rhymes with Facebook. Those ads. are fun. Yeah, <laughs> those yeah. are a lot of fun. <laughs> well, you know what? Every I, failure is uh, one of those things. You go, okay, well, I won't 
devote my time to that. Or if I do it again, there's got to be another way to do it. It's yeah. Cause if everything yeah. was easy, then well, we wouldn't grow or learn or anything like that. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Stu, Great. thank you. Thank you so much for this. Appreciate you and, and congratulations again on the book. Thanks so much, Michael. Cheers. Hey, it's Michael again. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you're like many people, you're dealing with some significant stress and possibly approaching burnout. I know how you feel. In 2009, my burnout led to a year of worst-case scenarios. I do not want that to happen to you. If you go to breakfastleadership.com, you can register for a free webinar on burnout prevention, as well as get as a free checklist to have successful mornings. Start off each day the right way. Again, that's at breakfastleadership.com. Also, since you are a loyal podcast listener, I'm asking you to like, rate, and review my podcast on iTunes. I look at all the reviews and appreciate your comments, and it helps other potential listeners discover the content I have on the show. I appreciate you, and thanks again for listening.